guys. Thank you for joining us here on the podcast for LEAD. We are going to continue with our series, Wisdom Game Strong. Last week, we talked about the importance of wisdom. So if you did not listen to it or you skipped LEAD, I'm not offended ever, which is part of Proverbs, um, go back and listen to it. I personally cannot listen to it because my voice freaks me out. Anybody else? I, I don't understand. Like uh, Kelly and I were just talking about this. It's like, oh my gosh, did you ever hear your voice? You're like, I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. Everyone. Wow, my voice is deep. Like that's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Oh, our voice. I also realized as I was waiting for my Chick-fil-A yesterday, I've never seen my own face outside of a mirror. Did you know that? Did you realize that? Like you don't see your face unless you're looking at a reflection. You're welcome. Just I know, right? The things I ponder while talking to myself at Chick-fil-A. Okay, anyways, let's just jump into this. So part two of Wisdom Game Strong. The book of Proverbs is a, it is a compilation of truths that tell us what wisdom is, why we need wisdom, and how to live a life that applies wisdom. It is written to the children of God to offer practical ways to live. The book of Proverbs is so practical. Every time I read it, and I've been reading it, oh my gosh, we're 12, 16 months in, I'm like, dang, I didn't realize that. And it, there's new stuff every time. And so there are 31 Proverbs, 31 days, you could read a proverb a day and be the smartest person ever. When you take the time to read God's word, pray about how to apply it to your life and intentionally begin to walk it out and you will reap many blessings that are for the wise. That is basic homiletics. What does it say? What does it mean? How do I apply it? Because you can have all the wisdom in the world and if you don't apply it, you're dumb. Like pretty much in a nutshell, our goal is by the time you're like, okay, I'm really done with lead, to go, to make disciples and take what you've learned in the past few years, whether it's here at Word of Life or wherever, to, to preach the gospel and to use wisdom. So Proverbs 3, which is one of my favorites. I love the book of Proverbs. Um, I love chapter 3, which has spoken to me a lot. Wisdom is built on godly teaching, and this lays the great path for it. And so according to Proverbs 3, 1 to 4, it says this. So um, if you like my notes, I can literally copy and paste into the group me. Because what I did was I went through the whole book, and I pulled out scriptures that really spoke to me that I have written down in my journal, and in parentheses, what the truth is. And so it kind if it helps you, more power to you. So Proverbs 1 to 4, um, Proverbs 3, 1 to 4, it says, my child, and I'm reading, I'm, I'm going to read the Passion Translation. Let's do the Passion Translation. It says, my child, if you truly want a long and satisfying life, never forget the things that I've taught you. Follow closely every truth that I've given you. Then you will have a full rewarding life. Hold on to loyal love and don't let go and be faithful to all that you've been taught. Let your life, uh, let your life be shaped by integrity with truth written upon it. Integrity is huge. So integrity, it's like doing things like whether you're by yourself or amongst the group. It's being truthful. Always be a truth teller, no matter what. Because if you want people to trust you, you can't be slimy. You can't be sketchy because then no one's going to want to come near you. That's how, no, that's how you'll find favor and understanding with both God and men. You will gain the reputation of living life well. Do you want to live life well? Then dive into the word. 
you will find favor. I love that. Everywhere you go, as a child of God, you'll find favor in everything that you do. We heard last week when Daniel gave his testimony about how, now becoming like a supervisor manager, and Cameron is super jealous about it, so I get it. Um, but how God, like Jason, one of our leaders, spoke into Daniel. Daniel, a year later, becomes a supervisor overseeing. That's not a mistake. He is pressing into the things of God and God is honoring that. When you apply yourself to learning what the Bible teaches and obeying God's command, you will find long life and peace as well as favor and success. 100% true. I often tell kids who I counsel and just in general, especially here in the church realm, scripture says, if you want long life and peace, it says to honor your father and mother. Which is nuts to me because sometimes we're in this generation where it's like, I'm not going to listen to my parents. They're so dumb. And I look back, I'm like, dang, my parents were not dumb. They saved me from a lot of junk. I know, I don't know if anybody else can relate to that. Your parents have already gone before you so they know. And they're trying to tell you so you don't do the same mistakes that they did. And one day you will be parents if you're not already parents. And you're like, look, I did that. Please don't do that. And they might do it. And you're going to be like, I still love you. But you're dumb. No, I'm just kidding. Don't say that to your kids. Because <laughs> then they're going to need counseling. You actually go ahead and say that. Then I'll always have a job. <laughs> so the book of Proverbs, like I said, tells us truth and how wisdom and why we need the wisdom. So as we check out Proverbs 3, it tells us that you can't build a life on peace and success on the foolish choices and impulsive decisions. Well, that seems obvious. Much of the world does that. Is anybody impulsive in life? Uh, did someone say whoops? <laughs> okay. Yikes. <laughs> okay. I, true story, am not impulsive. Like, it takes me six months to decide to do anything. And if you know me, I don't make choices quickly. Yeah, I don't make choices quickly. I'm trying to think through my life. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm like really like, what'd you say, Christina? I feel like you do. <laughs> make impulsive choices? Authority is different. Yeah. I'm talking about if I'm going to the store, I will carry something around. I'm like, no, I'm not spending that 10 bucks. I'm so cheap. I'm Rob. That's why I'm a friend. <laughs> Rob isn't cheap. He's very frugal with his money. No, but like when I think about it, impulsive decisions often get us in trouble. Amen. Amen. <laughs> like you jump into something that wasn't even supposed to be done. Guilty. I've done that. And so when, Rob, I do love you. You're not cheap. I just don't like, I need to just either let you know. <laughs> let me buy a Tesla. The Tesla's, or. I, yeah, I, I, I needed the log cabin this week. She wanted to buy a second house. Why would you, a log cabin? Yeah. Get her syrup, the log cabin syrup. <laughs> That's the only log cabin you're getting. <laughs> they got to save money. The world's ending. <laughs> I'll buy you a log cabin when I'm rich and famous. <laughs> Lincoln Logs. Lincoln Logs. <laughs> Bring them back. Okay. So, what'd you say? They are. Wisdom is rooted in trusting God. So, obviously, we know that you can't do impulsive decisions. And so, if you do, the great thing about God is His grace always cleans up. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is a pretty well-known verse. And I'm going to read that. It says, trust in the Lord completely. Do not rely on your own opinions with your whole heart. Rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. I just helped you. You can now leave lead. If you trust the Lord, he will lead you. It 
simple. What stinks is the wait. Anybody in a waiting season? Yo, it like is long. I'm just like over here waiting, <laughs> gaining weight. But I officially became a signature member of Chick-fil-A. Like, listen, <laughs> I just want to cry. That means my app is blue and not red, like the rest of you. I'll tell you later. I'll explain the Chick-fil-A later. But listen, and so we're pretty, so we know that verse, you are challenged here to withhold nothing from God as you trust him, but instead to trust him with everything you have. What are some things you're withholding from God? I don't need you to say it out loud. But what are some things you're withholding from God because you're afraid to let it go? It could be a job that he wants to transition you out of a job, but you're holding on to it because out of fear that you won't be provided for. It could be um, a relationship, friendships, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. It could be whether or not you transition out of a church because you're comfortable. There's so many things that God can set you up for something good and he wants to move you, but you're terrified. That's not trusting God. Your challenge to trust him completely that you're not leaning on your own logic at all because logic is crazy. Honestly, when we try to put God in a box, it ends up being a bigger mess. Guilty, I know this. And when we acknowledge God in all our ways, we can relax because now we're just waiting on the Father. And so when you're, that's where that abide comes in. If you're to strive for anything, strive for rest. So whether you're studying for an exam, a lot of us are there. If you're studying for an exam, like it's just moving and grooving and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Or whether it's at work, if you're waiting for that promotion, which is exciting, or waiting for the next step, trusting and resting is the best advice that I could give you. Wisdom rewards obedience with blessing. In Proverbs 3, 7 to 12, which I'll quickly read, it says this, don't think for a moment that you know it all. For wisdom comes when you adore him with an undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Avoid everything that's wrong. Then you will find healing refreshment for your body and soul that it longs for. Glorify God with your wealth, honoring him with your first fruits, with increase that comes to you. Then every dimension of your life will overflow with blessing from an uncontainable source of inner joy. The blessings of applying wisdom are outlined. When you obey God, which is the wise thing to do, blessings follow. Mercy and goodness will follow you all the days of your life, is what Psalm 23 says. You can't outrun God. Like once and for all, you can't outrun God's gifts, his, his love, his favor. He's always showering his kids with good things. If it's not good, it's not God. So if you're struggling with sickness, that's not from God. That's absolutely opposite. These are the things that we need to get a hold of. So we think about, let's pause for those moments and recognize that blessings are not the same as good things that make you happy. Sometimes we define success differently. What I think is success might not be success to you. Now, actually, it's funny. Kelly and I often have this conversation because I'd be like, I feel like I'm not successful. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what I think is success is not success. But a lot in the world that we live in, success could be money, a big house, nice car, all those things. But that's not what it's mean. That's not really what it is. That's because we often equate God's blessings with the physical and the comfort. What a lie from the enemy. How dare we reduce God and his goodness to just that? The goodness of God. I, first of all, that's a great song. But the goodness of God, the blessings of God often involve provision, favor, and peace. 
That's the goodness of God. You will always be provided for, so you'll never go without. That favor, when you step into something else, wherever you go, you have favor. Whatever, wherever you go, and that peace. But we do need to be aware of how we, how we define those things and not limit them. You can't limit God. This is what having wisdom is. The book of Proverbs, like I said, is showing us how to apply those things. And so when I think about even different reasons on why we need wisdom, you need wisdom for long life and peace, for the length of days and years of life, the peace that should be added to you. That's Proverbs 3 to you, like I said. Long life and peace. God desires for you to, to live a long life. You need to use wisdom to find favor with God and man. Like I said in Proverbs 3, 4. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. And I'm sure we can go around this room and talk about the favor that each one of you guys have experienced. Whether it is at work or trying to find the right car or those things. And one thing I really love is God cares about the details of what you want. I like I often think about I'll use something even as silly as my car. My goal is like I want I wanted a Hyundai Tucson like as like sport. I wanted all black, outside black, inside. I wanted to be completely just I wanted that's what I wanted specifically. And so then I called the dealership where I got my other car and they're like, oh, we don't have that. He's like, but I could put you in this. I'm like, that's not what I wanted. And so then I ended up calling around and Cocker and, and Monrova had it. And they're like, come down and see it. I went through the process, not kidding, to get that car in less than 30 minutes. And I walked away with the same as that car that I wanted, in fact, with more upgrades. And so I leased it and so I was like, okay, next car. I have bougie taste. And so next car, I'm like, I want a Mercedes. <laughs> Am I staying to do that? No, but I'm going to do it. And so just to see what God can do. And I feel like Dave Ramsey and Ron Velazzi are like seething on me. Because if you remember last year when Ron Velazzi came in and talked about finances. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's like, that's just small. It's not even important, but I'm just showing you. God gives you the desires of your heart when you're sold out to him. The right house. Even when you're adulting, like for those who are married, who are going to get married, even finding the right house has been crazy. Aaron and I, as we step into that season of engagement and marriage and things like that, we've been praying for the right home to move into, to buy, to, to build, all of those things. So anytime we go look at a house, we literally every time we're like, Jesus, if this is our place, you're going to make it work. And we let it go. Like we, we refuse to fret. And find that, sign it, find that spouse who is the even kill who does not worry. Because I am the worrier. I will worry about everything. Like, and I'm not proud of that. And I do struggle with that. And that's something that God is dealing with me. But having that person that's like, listen, God's going to provide. Do not worry. That's important. That's, that's across the board. Stay around people who will call you out and not allow you to sit and worry. doesn't have to be a significant other. That's why, once again, I'm going to push these small groups. In small group, that's where you confess your junk. And you're like, hey, I'm really struggling with this addiction. Can you help me out? Cool, yeah, we're going to hold you accountable. Once again, that's why the small groups were created. Next, you need wisdom for your health. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Proverbs 3.18. Healing to your body. The word of God is healing your body. I almost said the <laughs> healing your body and setting you free. Um, and so the <laughs> thank you thing that we say every Sunday. Um, and so getting in the word and, and reading those Proverbs, it's going to renew your mind. 
I often say that to people that I counsel that whenever you're reading the scripture, you're, you're rewriting your brain. That's why in Romans 12, it talks about to not be conformed, obviously, but renewing of your mind. That's all it is. You have to retrain your brain. It would be like me going to run a, like a 5K without ever running a day in my life. How do you think that's going to work out? I'm going to die. I'll fall over. Like it's not going to work. When you're, when you're working out and you're playing and you're doing those things, you're running, your body's equipped for it because you've been practicing. You've been putting in the work. That's the same with the word of God. So when those battles do come, because you've already been in the word, you're going to know what scriptures to pop out. So if I'm feeling like I'm less than, it's like, no, the word of God says that I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Or I don't feel like God loves me. Oh, that's not true. God loves me. He actually calls me the apple of his eye. And so when you're rolling through these scriptures, these are what, this is the things that help you. You need wisdom. You need wisdom to discipline you. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves or disciplines those who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. God does discipline. And that discipline is that conviction. Because you become more like Christ for the sake of others, which is the heart behind lean. But the more you get, okay, for instance, the more you get to a fire, things are going to burn off. And we want you to become more like Christ. And so when you're sitting in your groups or you're having that one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus, he's going to bring to light the things in your heart that are really messy. And he's going to take time to deal with you with those things. In fact, I was just talking to some people tonight. We're talking about, um, I love to be authentic and real. One of the things that God is dealing with me is jealousy. Anybody deal with jealousy? Nah, okay, cool. I uh, mean, either. <laughs> but, but for real, like sometimes I'd be hating on people. I'd be like, what, for real? Like I remember growing up and people would be in relationships. I'm like, dude, they're so ugly. How are they in a relationship? And that, that would be me like through high school. And I was really stupid and really just didn't use my words correctly. And so even now, even in that like jealousy of things, God has to deal and is dealing with my heart and reminds me that my call is not their call and their call is not my call. And the place where God has put them is for them. I don't belong in different places where I try to put myself in. And I often remind myself to stay in my lane because there are things that I am not equipped for and there's a reason. And so also when we talk about that, we need the wisdom to make good choices. I often said growing up to a youth group, make good choices, guard your carnal treasure. I didn't say that to be funny. I said it because if you remember to make good choices and guard your carnal treasure, which means don't have sex and make good choices, it saves you from a lot of stuff. I'm being honest. And we're going to hit into that as we go through what the proverb says. And we need wisdom day by day because you want to be a good friend. Wisdom helps you build steady relationships. It equips you to be a friend who offers godly counsel and influence. It helps you to know what to say, when to say it, and how to bow out of situations and keep your mouth shut. Wisdom helps you become a good friend. If you have friends who are super negative and aren't helpful, leave that friendship group. Pray for them, but move on. Because the thing is, there are friends who don't hear the Lord and will give you some whacked up advice. And, oh, okay. <laughs> Someone felt that. No, but for real, you get like friends, you're like, what? That's not even what the word of God says. How about this? We need wisdom day by day for choices. Wisdom extends to how to respond when someone cuts you off on the road 
my name is Sheena and I have road rage. Um, making wise choices to stay inside your budget when you're shopping. Yes, Lord. Did you say Rob? I said that's <laughs> We might extend that uh, money matters and have Rob preach. <laughs> Just to prove his budget. Um, you know, actually, we'll have you do a podcast, like on your own. We'll talk about monies. And the conversation you have with the lady in front of you while you wait in line. Can I tell you, the coolest places to, to preach the gospel is in the line waiting to check out. It's really cool. Um, and, and so if you want to be aware of what God is doing, especially because you don't want to pop off and have an attitude, Always being around, asking God to go with you, even into the grocery stores. Wisdom isn't just for big things. Wisdom is for every part of life. After all, it's the little things that add up to make life what it is. God cares about every detail of your life. Really does. Like, I, I know this might sound silly, but I pray before I go to the store to find the best parking spots. And, and, and I know some of you don't care, but I do. Because I don't want someone hitting my car. I also want to always park underneath the light just because I just feel better doing that. And every time there's always like a light spot. That's for me. The <laughs> Maybe it's not just for me, but it's, I feel like it is. How about wise? Wisdom will honor you. The wise will inherit the honor, uh, the wise will inherit honor, but fools get disgraced. When you read Proverbs 3 and the wholeness, it becomes incredibly apparent that you need wisdom to live well. And if you want to flourish and live a life that's intentional, wisdom is essential. So I challenge you to seek out these truths. And so... Now it's time to share some of the wisdom that God has shown me in the last year as we went through COVID together. And uh, COVID's dumb. And so um, I'm just going to say that. Um, so as we try to figure out what, the, what was looking, what last year looked like. In fact, any, does anybody like really go on Facebook? Okay. So did you ever look at your memories from like this past year? So <laughs> my memory today from last year said what I wouldn't do to eat at Dino's and eat out of the basket of popcorn. I was like, if that was the worst thing I was feeling that day, dang. <laughs> I mean, I still love Dino's. Okay, so the first one, Proverbs 1, 10 to 15, 19, 13. I want you to go through these Proverbs on your own, but I want you to get a hold of what this says. And I'll read only certain scriptures. And it says this. Proverbs 1, 10 to 15, it says, when peer pressure compels you to go with the crowd and, in, and the sinners invite you to join in, you must simply just say no. And when the gang, which this is great, when the gang says, we're going to go steal and kill, run. And when, well, we'll take down the rich and rob them. We'll swallow them alive and do whatever. Then we take our treasures and we head home. So come on and join us. Take your chance with us. We'll divide it all up at the end. And each of us have big bags of cash. I don't even know if that's an option for anyone. Please don't do that because the Bible tells us my son refused to go with them and stay far away. First one, don't follow the crowd. So don't get in the car. Don't rob the bank. Don't loot. I don't think any of you feel like looting. Don't do that. That's stupid. In fact, we need to be praying for those who are looting because those places no longer have dollar generals because those are life. And so these are the things like Proverbs 1 literally talks about don't Follow the crowd. And if we look at verse, I'm going to scroll down quickly to 33. But those who listen, who always listen to me, will find undisturbed, will live undisturbed in heavenly peace, free from fear, 
free, uh, free from fear, confident and courageous that one will rest unafraid and shelter from the storms of life. So if you don't follow the crowd and you're trusting in the Lord, you will live undisturbed. Truth one of the whole book of Proverbs. Let me tell you, when I started reading these Proverbs and I started writing them down in my journal, it was a game changer. Next one, we look at Proverbs uh, 3, which we just read. The, the truth is, for Proverbs, 23, uh, Proverbs 3, verse 21, my child never dripped off course from the two goals in your life. To walk in wisdom, discover your purpose. Don't ever forget how they empower you. And if you keep scrolling down, like I said, I wanted to give you these in like increments so then you would know to go in and dive in. And verse 21, as we keep going, um, let me see, 27, it says this. Um, I'm going to skip that. But the truth in Proverbs 3, <laughs> the scriptures are kind of all over the place. But proof in Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 3, it says this, always give rest. God is calling you to rest. And when you're resting, it's because you're trusting in the Lord. So in the beginning, I explained all that, Proverbs 3, rest. So when you're abiding and trusting in God, you're going to have rest, and you won't have to figure out things on yourself. So Proverbs 4, if we skip on to this, 14 uh, to 19, it says this. It says, do not de um, detour into darkness or even set foot on that path. Stay away from it. Don't go there. For the troublemakers are restless if they are not involved in evil. Do you know those people? They're just straight up restless. They're always trying to cause trouble and just like a mess. They are not satisfied until they have brought harm. They feed on darkness and drink until they're drunk of wine of wickedness. But the lovers of God walk on the highway of light. Their way shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. But the wicked walk, wicked, wicked walk, that's a great word, in thick darkness like those who travel in fog and yet have no clue why they keep stumbling. Guard your heart. Stay away from those who do evil things. I know this sounds like common sense, but some people literally lack common sense. Like right here, don't follow the crowd. Always rest. Don't give, don't, guard your heart. Don't step into those things. If we look at Proverbs 5, I'm telling you, I'm just going to roll through this and I will throw this in our group me. If you guys would like it, we can post it. But these are the things that God has shown me. Proverbs, 15, Proverbs 5, 15 to 18. My son, share your love with your wife alone. Drink from her well of pleasure and with no one else. Why would you have sex with a stranger or with anyone other than her? Reserve this pleasure for you and her alone and do not share it with another. Your sex life will be blessed as you take joy and pleasure in the wife of your youth. Don't have sex before marriage. Pretty basic. And it's crazy because I, I, I actually... I read over this again as I got ready um, for youth group. I don't even know if I can say sex in youth group. It's been like four years since I've been over there. Um, but they have TikTok, so I'm pretty sure they're wild. Um, <laughs> like, I don't think all, all things go. But even if you look at Proverbs 7, he brings it up again. It says, control your sex, sexual urges and guard your heart against lust. Don't let your passions get out of hand and don't lock your eyes onto a beautiful woman. Why would you even get close to temptation and seduction to have an affair with her? Don't feed in your sexual lust. That's like, what are you watching online? What are you listening to? Music plays a huge part. I don't care what anybody says. Music plays such a part that literally something's happening where it's like, yo, yikes. These are, these, and, and you know what's crazy? The cool thing about God, even if you fall and stumble, God restores back a hundredfold. 
Like it doesn't matter. We've all had some past that are ratchet, but God has just made us brand new. Like I, there are some things I've been so guilty of doing. But the cool thing is when I really sold my life out to Jesus, those thoughts that I once had and visions and things that I once saw or did, they don't even happen anymore. Like God restores back, like he'll give you a new mind. That's the renewing of the mind. It's huge. How about this? Not to switch it up. I know this is a great topic. We'll eventually come back to dating and relationship because we know that's a good topic to talk about and always a good time. Proverbs 6, 1 to 5. This is important. Please. My son, if you co-sign a, a, co a loan for an acquaintance and guarantee his debt, you'll be sorry you ever did. You'll be trapped by your promise and legally bound by the agreement. So listen carefully. Quickly get out of it as possible you can, as possibly as you can. Swallow your pride, get over your embarrassment, and tell your friend you want your name off that contract. Don't put it off. Don't rest until it's done. Rescue yourself from the future pain and you'll be free from it once and for all. You'll be relieved that you did. Do not co-sign alone. I know this sounds like really crazy because I, as I studied Proverbs, I'm like, why would anyone even write that? It's like, what does that got to do with God? He's protecting you. Do not co-sign. And I'm saying that like, do not co-sign. Because the thing is, little, um, little word of wisdom, if they don't pay that bill, guess who's paying that bill? You, you get to pay it. So God's protecting you. Isn't it so great? The Bible literally is God's protection. No? Okay, cool. No, but for real. Like, I, was, I read this, I was like, dang, okay, Jesus. Proverbs 6, 6 through 11. When you're feeling lazy, come and learn a lesson from this tale from a tiny ant. Yes, all you lazy bones, come learn from the example of the ant and enter the wisdom. The ant has no chief, no boss, no manager. No one tells them what to do. You'll see them working and toiling all summer, stockpiling their food in preparation for winter. So wake up, sleepyhead. How long will you lay there? Get out of bed. You keep nodding off and thinking, I'll do it later. Or you say to yourself, I'll sit back a while and rest. Just watch how the future unfolds. Don't be lazy. If you want something, work for it. If you have goals, go for it. I don't understand. And you, can, and you have no room, if you're feeling like that, you have no room to be like, well, how did so-and-so do this, this, and this? No one successful just sits around, ever. Like, I, I don't, like, and I know for me, like, even when I wake up early, it's because there, there's, a, there's a mission. There's always something to be doing to grow. Whether you're in college, it's awesome, keep going. Whether you filter a trade school or whether you're just working, grind, keep going, keep going. Outrun one another. Outdo one another in love and service, but always outrun the other person. That's one thing I learned this morning um, at my other job. We were in a supervision meeting and um, my boss, he was like, hey, this is because we're talking about, and this is just, this is life. He's like, we need to be outrunning everyone. What can you do to outrun someone else? How do you become better than someone else? And let me tell you something that fired me up. I wrote it on my dry erase board in my office. How can I outrun the next business? How can I outrun? And it's not being confident, it's not being cocky, it's being confident knowing that God has given Christians his mind that we should be coming up with these inventions. Like there's so many things that we need to be uh, kind of, we need to be going into and pulling out. 
How about we hit into, so don't co-sign, don't be lazy. Literally, this is just Proverbs 6 alone. I want you to get a hold of these. And in fact, we won't cover all these and that's fine. But the next few I want to hit on. This right here, it says in Proverbs 6, 16, verse 16, it says, there are six evils God truly hates and the seventh is an abomination to him. Putting others down while considering yourself superior. Be humble. Spreading lies and rumors. Spilling the blood of the innocent, plotting evil in your heart toward another, gloating over doing what's plainly wrong, sprouting lies and false testimony, and stirring up strife between friends. These are entirely despicable to God. And I pray you get heart checks with this stuff. It's like, dang, I've been doing that. Repent, turn, and keep going. And learn from what is going on. Proverbs 8, I'm not going to read this one, but it talks about what true success in God is. True success is the word. My favorite one that's coming up, what I really held on to was in Proverbs 12, verse, and I'm not going to read the whole verse because it's pretty long, but like I said, I want you guys to get a hold of this. Um, Proverbs 12, 1 to 12, but I might just skip that, but go to verse 16. Um, 15, 16, it says, a fool is in love with his own opinion, but wisdom means being teachable. Always be teachable. If you get anything tonight, follow after the things of God and always be teachable. Because if you're not teachable, you'll always be removed. No one's going to put up with that. And so the ver next verse 16, if you shrug off an assault and refuse to take offense, you demonstrate discretion indeed. But the fool has a short fuse and will immediately, immediately let you know when he's offended. Truthfulness marks the righteous, but the habitual liar can never be trusted. Reckless words are like the thrust of a sword. Cutting remarks mean to stab and to hurt, but the words of the wise soothe and heal. Pretty much when you get, feel like you want to get offended, brush it off. Because offense will get you nowhere. And chances are, if the person's offending you, they have no idea. None. In fact, for future references in whatever it's friendship, relationship, Jimmy Evans does, he just preached up in Victory. I got to see his, his message. It was awesome. And he was talking about communication. Jimmy Evans has a really great podcast. I want to encourage you now, do not wait till you're married to get ready for marriage. Start preparing yourself now. He does this really great podcast called Marriage Today. And he was talking about having as friendship, married, dating, having good customer service. So what does that mean? In your friendships or whoever you're with, he gave the example that he had this jacket and he went to Nordstrom because that's where he got it. And here it was ripped in the shoulder. And the guy at Nordstrom, he was like, oh, just go get another coat. It's fine. Go get another one. And so he went and he's like, well, this is a little bit more money. Like, I don't really. He's like, no, it's yours. He's like, wow, what great customer service. Well, then he got a shirt for Christmas that didn't fit. It was too tight. So he goes to the store. He's like, hey, this shirt doesn't fit. I want to turn this in. Can I get like another shirt? And the guy was like, no, you wore this shirt. He's like, no, I didn't. I literally tried it on. He's like, yeah, you wore it. We can't take this back. And he's like, I want to talk to a manager. And it's being a mess. Bad customer service. We cannot get offended when people come at us. It could have been easy for Jimmy Evans to be like, forget you. I'm never coming back to your store. He didn't get offended. Don't get offended. Like, honestly, it saves you from a lot, a lot of stuff. The next one, how about this? Proverbs 16, Proverbs 16, 32. And the rest I'm going to just quickly go over and then um, 
we'll just kick it for the rest of the evening, but listen to this. It says right here in 1632. Actually, let's go up to 31 because it's a great scripture. Old age with wisdom will crown you with dignity and honor for your lifetime of righteousness to acquire. Do you want to be a mighty warrior? It's better to be known as the one who is patient and slow to anger. Do you want to conquer a city? Rule over your temper before you attempt, a rule to see, attempt to rule a city. We may toss the coin and roll the dice, but God's will is greater than luck. If you want to be a mighty warrior, be known as someone who is calm and will not get quick to be angry. Listen, when you get angry and pop off, people are going to be like, yeah, I don't want to talk to that person. And the next few, I'm just going to go over without going into the scripture. Next one is um, Proverbs 20, 20 and 28, 29. Respect your elders. They've already gone before you. They know. I love sitting um, amongst people who are older than me, not just in the Lord, but in my career as well. Whether it's pastors or counselors or even just Christians, because they've already gone and they know what to do. So, hence, I'm going to push small groups again. That's why we do these small groups, because all of your leaders have already been there through their 20s, and it's been wild. The next one. Chase righteousness. Don't chase wealth and money. Chase righteousness. Proverbs 22. I'm going to read this one, though, because it, it really is a game changer when you think about it. Proverbs 22, 1 to 4. It says, a beautiful reputation is more than being desired than great riches. To be esteemed by others is more honorable than to immerse investments. Reach for a better reputation than money. Because when someone says your name, it's either good or it's bad. And you can't, you can't buy a reputation. If they know you as a flake and you say you're going to say stuff and you never follow through, no one's going to trust you. So Proverbs 25, it says, be trustworthy. Proverbs 27 talks about don't honor yourself. Putting others first. Also with that, in verse 17, so Proverbs 27, 17, it talks about as iron sharpens iron. Hence the small groups. We want you to be in this group and amongst your peers because they're going to, they're going to, in a sense, push you and challenge you the way that you think. Because guess what? You're not always right. And I'm not always right. I remember my first day of Bible college and we're sitting in this group. So if you want, if you ever went away to like school or even in school now, your freshman orientation, you're just like a bunch of sheep that just wander through things and, and they put you with a group. And so I remember my group, we're just sitting there and I'm like, okay, this is cool. And we're going around and we're, we're talking about all of like our honors that we got through high school and how smart we are. And the, the, the person was like, guess what? Nobody cares. I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I went to summer school for fun. Like, I'm a brain. And so, and all that to say this, I thought I was smarter than so-and-so in this. That's not true. There's always someone who's ahead of you. And I said this last week, and I think I said it last week. I often say it. If you're the smartest person in the room, leave the room. Like, you want someone who's going to be like, no, that's wrong. <laughs> like, another one. And we'll finish up with this, Proverbs 28. And, and I'm glad we're wrapping around this. I'm not going to do Proverbs 31 because that's your typical, like, wife, like, Proverbs 31 woman. Like, she makes the clothes and she bathes the sea, like, all that stuff. Read it on your own, ladies. Um, I'm trying to become like Christ, too. So 
I'll work through Proverbs 31. I don't, I don't cook dinner and I don't sound the horn. So um, I don't know. Like, like, what? They create businesses. These are Proverbs 31 women. I need to step my game up. I'm more like Proverbs number two at Chick-fil-A. Like, like Taco Bell. Okay, let's keep going. Last one, we'll wrap it up with this. Proverbs 28, 12 to 14. The triumphant joy of God's lovers release great glory. I love that. But the wicked rise to power, everyone goes into hiding. If you cover up your sin, you'll never do well. But if you confess your sins and forsake them, you'll be kissed by mercy. Overjoyed is the one with a tender heart, trembles before God, but the stubborn, unyielding heart will experience great evil. So confessing your sin one to another. Small group, accountability partner. If you don't have accountability partner, Get yourself an accountability partner. Police. I have been accountable to my accountability partner for years. Years. She could literally blackmail me. <laughs> she won't, though, because she doesn't live around here. So this is great. Um, and let's, let's wrap it up with this. Verse 20, 25. Uh, it says this, To make rash, hasty decisions shows that you are not trusting the Lord. But when you rely totally on God, you will still act carefully and prudently. Pray before every decision. Welcome to Proverbs. The goal is to make you strong enough to know, God, I am only strong in you and I can trust you when I seek first your word and seek first the kingdom. Let's pray. And yeah, so Father, we love you. God, I just declare wisdom over your children, Lord. I thank you that your, your promises are yes and amen. God, so whatever they're seeking you for, God, I ask that you would just make a way where there seems to be no way, Father. And so, God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for the friendships that are built. We love you, Jesus. We ask for more of you, more of you, more of you, and less of us. We thank you. In your precious name we pray. Amen.